Welcome to yet another exciting edition of the Thought Police. Kevin O'Sullivan's here with me. Uh, I'm Mike Graham. Kevin's actually away on holiday as you listen to this, so we're going to talk about some of the holiday stories um, that we've had, Kevin. But we should also start the show off as we ended the last one, uh, which is, of course, um, with messages from the good listeners. Some greetings. Some greetings. To some of our listeners. I, think, I, don't think, I think this is probably the first time I've ever done anything like this where people actually want us to fucking swear at them. <laughs> Who's ever done anything like this? They're a fucking collection of total cunts. Yeah, I mean, it's quite extraordinary. Complete cunts. Who yeah. want to be called cunts. And here's one. This is Big Perps, he, he puts his name as. He says, Mike, uh, I've listened since the morning show on TalkSport, the overnights, all the podcasts, YouTube, etc. A massive fuck you, Rob, from you and the legend TV, Kev, would make my life complete. Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> Cunt. Brilliant. Um, and David says, um, hey, loving the effing podcast, can I request a fuck you, cunt to me and my partner Jen for your next episode <laughs> this is David and Jen and so, so David fuck, uh, both fuck you. you you cunt and Jen fuck you too bollocks to you anyway let's get on with the uh, the show because at the moment uh, we are sitting in separate places because you've gone on holiday I haven't yet gone on holiday because I haven't worked out where the fuck I can go we're still trying to figure out what the hell the government's doing because um, I may well go somewhere but the worry I've got is if I end up travelling to some far flung part of Europe suddenly it gets put on the fucking red list and suddenly I have to quarantine. I don't want to quarantine when I come back. Also, I don't really like the idea, I don't know about you, of getting on a plane yeah. and just being pushed around like a fucking um, piece of cattle and told, sit there, put yeah. that, wear that mask, eat this food, take the mask off, put it back on, wait in this fucking queue, get a test, stick something up your nose. You yeah, know what I mean? It's not that. for me. That, that's why, uh, as you listen to this podcast, I will be in glamorous Devon. Lovely. Uh, staycation, nice staycation for two weeks. What the fuck? Yeah. Do you know I've been getting a lot of pedantic bollocks from people uh, lately. Whenever I say the word staycation, they go, "Oh no, a staycation is when you stay at home." That's fucking, no, fucking rubbish. Isn't. That's fucking. Do you get rubbish. this as well? I've had that row These fucking with loads wankers, of right? They're going, "Oh no, it means you're staying at home." No, it doesn't. It, it means, means you're staying, you're staying in, Britain. in Britain. Yeah, yeah. that's a staycation. So I mean, I could go to Scotland and it's a staycation. Yeah, I right? agree with you. Does yeah, it? it do is. You, what happens if you get on a plane to go to Scotland? Is it still a staycation? Yes, it is. It's nothing yeah. to do with the mode of transport. No, no, it's, What's to, wrong do, with it's to do with staying in your home. Have country. you found? I mean, because this, this is like like me. You're relatively, I've had this round myself. Yeah, but like me, you're a relative sort of newcomer to radio in the sense that we used to be in newspapers. Mm. And in newspapers, we basically didn't give a fuck what people said or thought. We mm. just ran the paper the way we wanted to run it. Yeah. And people wrote in. I mean, people would ring up. Go, I don't like what's on page one. Fuck off. Yeah. And that you didn't care. Whereas now, you have to be much more interactive. You have to kind of take more time to answer people. You have to get on Twitter yeah. and all that. But there's an awful lot of pedants out there who are always trying to say things that you think you wouldn't actually bother writing down. Yeah, you know I know. I, mean? I know. That? Yeah, and the staycation row, it's, they're wrong. You know, mm. it's just, it's, it's staying in this country. It's like all these people that say things like, yeah, isn't it funny how all the conspiracy theorists have now been proved right? And actually I'm going... Uh, well, actually, they're not being proved right because the conspiracy theorists said that we were all being run um, by the World Economic Forum oh, and that we were all getting injected by Bill Gates yeah. and that actually it was all about control. Yeah. Well, actually, so that doesn't turn out to have been true, yeah. does it? Exactly. Uh, if the World Economic Forum, what's that bloke called Charles Schwartz? Or Some Schwab or something. Yeah, yeah. Charles Schwab. Uh, if uh, they were involved in getting the Great Reset going, yes, uh, they're good. taking their fucking time, aren't they? Yeah, they, they really are. And also they Get keep on with it. it. Carry up with a great reset. Yeah, the, the, this Got a gr- fucking holiday to it's take. The shit reset. It's <laughs> taking too fucking long. That's actually right. It is the shit reset because every time some wanker from Europe starts going, remember Angela Merkel was going, "No, you can't come to Germany on holiday," and we're all going. It's all right. We don't want to go to. Yeah, fucking who wants Germany. to go to fucking so Germany? Then, so then she goes, holiday. right. I tell you what, you can't go to fucking Spain either. And we went, 
Well, we quite like Spain, yeah. so why don't you fuck off? She yeah. comes here, but they don't even have that conversation. Yeah. So now not only is she not trying to stop us going to Spain or Italy or fucking Greece, she's now saying you can come to Germany. Yeah. I mean, because she buckles every time, but uh, she's been a bloody disaster. She, she really has. And she fucking... And so has Macron. They, they, they fucking hate us, don't they? They don't like the Brits. No. I mean, all the things that are being made difficult, for example, like musicians going and playing in Europe, mm. that's being made difficult by the EU. Yeah. Same with the fishing. Same with Northern Ireland. Same with all of the fucking stuff that they could make easier. I was talking to someone the other day, right? They got a place in France. They take the dog. They, you know you know what's happened now with the pet passport yeah, scenario? They don't work you're anymore. Only, well, you're only now allowed to take a dog to France every four months, right? <laughs> so if you take the dog today... And you say, stay in your house. You've got house, two right? dogs. You take the second dog. We'll be back in four months. Yeah, we'll be back in four months. Feed so, yourself. So if you go there, say, for a month, because you've got a house in Normandy or something, yeah. you come back, um, you then can't take the dog back for four months. That's <laughs> fucking madness, right? Now, apparently there's a way around it. And the trick is, if you have got a place that you go on a regular basis, you get the vet in that country to give you the whatever the vaccine is that the dog needs to have. And then you're fine, because then you can go backwards and forwards. Give them so, a rabies jab, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah that's basically it. But they don't now recognise the one that you've got in Britain, yeah. unless you do it In other words, months. they've made it much more so they've complicated just, they, they've and deliberately difficult. made it fucking difficult. It's just outrageous. I mean, all that Merkel and Macron have ever wanted to do is to try to project the image that leaving the EU, their pathetic little sclerotic club, uh, was the worst thing yeah. Britain ever did. And what's killing them, what's eating them up inside, mm. is it's quite obvious. It's the best thing we ever did. Yeah, absolutely right. And look at the fucking mess that lots of parts of Europe are in, yeah. despite the fact that they claim they did better than we did yeah. during COVID. And in the end, nobody did. Well, that's the fucking madness of, uh, then, you know, Merkel saying, oh, but look at all your Indian variant. Look at all the new cases yeah. you've got. That's because we're we are literally testing more, Too 10 times more Too many people, people than Germany yeah. is. 10 times more. Just, just, we're testing people on this obsessive basis. And therefore, of course, you get more mm. cases. Well, we were talking just on the last podcast about the Lambda variant. You know, which apparently originated in Peru. Yeah. And well, how the fuck did that get to Australia? I mean, who's going from Peru to Australia? And if Australia's properly locked down, how does that even happen? Yeah, and also, you know, the fucking Delta variant or the Indian variant or whatever we're supposed to call it this week, what harm did it ever do? Yeah. Well, I mean, they kept saying it was more transmissible, but the yeah. only people, of course, who kept saying who that... Who died from were it? The fucking... Well, they they kept saying that the, the incidences are now much higher, that almost all the cases in this country are the uh, Delta it's, variant. Well, it, nobody cares. Yeah, no one's dying from it. No. You can't, you can't go around going, oh, my God, it's terrifying. People are getting a bit ill. <laughs> That's it. That's what we're fucking yeah. saying. Some people are and going by, into hospital and, and coming the way, out again. By the way, you know, what about, you know, what was it, about a month ago that BBC and Sky News just full of, you know, all of India is dying. Yeah, yeah. You know, billions of people are lying there passing away yeah. and fading dying out. fatality. Well, hey, didn't come to much, did it? Yeah. Well, do you know, we did a, a little study into that. And do you know how many people, I think it's, I think I'm right in saying this, I think the number of people who die in India every day, mm -hmm. do you know how we've got a figure of like 1,500? Yeah. They've got 27,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 27,000. Because they've got 1.4 so billion people. So when they, they had about 4,000 a day dying, of COVID, it was nothing compared to the number of people that die. Exactly of all sorts right. Of per capita, people die of fucking hunger. Per capita, per capita, they had India never had anything like the problem with COVID that we did. No, 
No, of course so not. So it was a confected uh, fake news story. Well, uh, also, you could tell by the way that they pivoted to India when things were looking up here. And actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. they hadn't, didn't have any shit news Which to tell. Which is what the fucking Lambda yeah. variant Well, they no had no bad news to tell here. So they went to India to tell the bad news. And then when India sort of started to recover... And they left it again, yeah. left it alone. Ev- Where's the fucking documentary about all the kids dying on the streets of India because they haven't got any food? Yeah, I know. Uh, Why um, don't we care about that? Every virus has got an average of 330,000 variants. So uh, if we're going to make so a the, song and dance so every can time... we name we, them you, all then? Yeah, well, we're gonna be, it's going to be a long ride. Is Lam- I'm, not, I'm not hot on uh, ancient Greek. Is Lambda another ancient Greek um, letter? Because uh, I, I presume it comes after Delta. Or is it a place? I don't know. I don't know. Because if you dance. name it after a place, you have to change it, don't you? Lambada, I thought. I mean, I know, but that's a fucking dance, isn't it? I remember that. <laughs> the Lambada variant. Start the naming them after dances. Yeah, why not? The tango yeah, variant. The foxtrot. The military Oxca. two-step variant. <laughs> well, you know, we used to have a guy that worked at the uh, at the Express um, who was called Charlie Uncle. Um, because he was such a cunt, right? That that's what everybody just... It was Charlie Uncle November Tango was his fucking nickname. <laughs> so we for short people... And then as these things go, he ended up being called Charlie. And he, we couldn't figure... He's like, why do people fucking keep calling me Charlie? His name's Gordon, right? And he's like, why are they all calling me Charlie? I, I don't know. There's a number of reasons you get called Charlie, I suppose. Yeah, well, indeed. Absolutely Did, right. Do so you remember that bloke at the Miracle, the Brendan Parsons? Oh, God, and, yes. And his uh, nickname was uh, TCP. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that, he the that guy? Cunt Parsons. Wasn't he the guy that originated the Achtung surrender? The, uh, the yeah, Piers, that was his sort of Piers, thing. No, but I thought he'd actually been the guy. That would have been him. Yeah, yeah. Because Piers wasn't even there. Yeah, that would have been Piers him. Piers was on um, Twitter recently, claiming um, that it was however many years ago since he'd since he'd done that particular. Nineties in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, ninety six. Something and it like must that. have been before the Germany game. Ninety six. Yeah, well, of course it was. But he was. They, wanted, they wanted to fly fly Spitfires yeah. over Buckingham Palace. But I mean, they 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 also though. Um, did they not? I mean, so previously, I mean, he certainly, I'm pretty sure he's told me that it wasn't even his front page. But but so now he's admitting it. It, it would be TCP. That's yeah, the sort be. of thing he did. He was a right prick. I used to know him when he worked on the Today uh, paper. And he owed me about 13 grand, which yeah. was quite a lot of money in those days. Because he's one of these guys who would ring up and go, oh, Mike, do you fancy um, checking out the uh, the story that's in People magazine this week about, you know, uh, you know, Tom Cruise. Apparently he's got a new woman. Um, you know, can you can you maybe see what you can do? And I said, well, what are you asking me to do? Yeah. What do you want me to do? You want me to go to LA? Oh no, I don't want you to, to to spend any great amount of money. I said, okay. So are you asking me to work on it for a few days? Would you like to pay me a day rate? Uh, in those days, I think it was two hundred bucks yeah. a day. Well, I'm not really sure. He said, why don't we why don't we see if we can put something together and see whether you can um, send me you know a couple of thousand words um, in in a couple of days and then and then if we get it in you know we'll, we'll see what we can well, do. How and about I'm you like, pay me for the work? How yeah. about you go fuck yourself, Brendan? Yeah, That's exactly. not how I work. So he would then he would then he would say things like, oh, you're just too lazy to do it, aren't you? And I'd be like, no, I've actually got other work to do, yeah. which I would have to stop doing if you wanted me to do your fucking work. So if you don't want to pay me, stick it up your ass. Yeah. But so <laughs> over various. Periods. This is why he was called that yeah, Parsons. Yeah, over various periods of time, um, he did commission me to do things, and so I would write stuff, because David Montgomery, who was the editor at the time at today, was always ripping the paper up, going, this is rubbish, and we'd go, he'd ring me and go, have you like got a quick know. spread? Have you got a quick <laughs> spread? Yeah, like he would know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's now busy dismantling every fucking small yeah. media organisation around the world, because yeah. he thinks he's got a great idea, because he's yeah. from Northern Ireland, and he knows how to make it cheaper. I know that. I know that. And I know like, that. He specialised in going into companies and fucking sacking people. Well, yeah, raping them, them basically. Yeah. Raping the yeah. companies. He was the guy that 
came up with the idea in uh, the mirror that nobody should have any paper. Do you remember? Yeah. They thought we could save about four million a year by not using any paper. Yeah, and this was before computers. Yeah. There was a bit of a problem there, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, somehow he ended up owing me about sort of thirteen grand. So I went, you know, fuck this. I'm going to go to London. So I jumped on a plane, arrived in his office at about eight a.m. because he got the overnight yeah, flight. Yeah. And I just sat there and waited. He turned up about ten. He said, hello, Mike. He said, what are you doing here? I said, I come for my fucking money. He went, what money? I said, you owe me about 13 grand. I said, I'm not fucking leaving until you get a cheque for that amount, which I will put in the bank today, and then I'll go back to New York. If you want me to fucking be here tomorrow, I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah. I actually got the cheque out of him by about one o'clock, went straight to Fleet Street, because they were in, I think they were in Vauxhall Bridge Road in those days. Went straight yeah. to Fleet Street, met a couple of mates in the um, wine press, put the, back, put the cheque in the bank, and got pissed for about three hours and then went back to Heathrow and flew back to New York. Very nice. Good, 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 good lucrative trip. It was a very uh, good day's work, that. This is another bit of TCP, that cunt parson's uh, legend. <laughs> legend. He's kind of, he, did, did he but not he, kind of retire in some well, way? Well, yeah, because... He became he, ill or something. He, well, he, he got the editorship of the people That's right. uh, and it was all too much for him mm. and he disappeared very right. quickly and was never to be heard of again. But anyway, when it, it was on the mirror, uh, uh, do you remember that headmaster that got stabbed to death outside? Yes. The school and, in Made of Vale or something. And so the Mirror uh, went hell for leather on that, mm. and they kind of organised a knife amnesty. Bring your knives yeah. in, and, and all this. And they got they want they were well, working towards getting a big interview with a heartbroken wife. Yes. Like the, headmaster and she was uh, very impressed by what the mirror was doing and it was all coming along mm. nicely the relationship with this bereaved widow and uh peers had put brendan in charge of it <laughs> and he, he suddenly gets in touch with her and said we've had a brilliant idea she said what's that all the knives that have been handed down we're going to melt them down and then form them into a statue of your <laughs> husband <laughs> She put the phone down and they never heard from her again. <laughs> I mean, it is like... That's drop why the dead, he was TCP. It is like drop the dead donkey, some of that stuff, isn't it? Where you go, that's not really a very good idea. It really isn't. No. Various other ideas included uh, dropping apples, didn't it, over the uh, over the rooftops of Paris when there was some kind of fucking dispute. Wow. I can't remember whether it was a, um, a talk sport or a... Um, a sun project, but yeah. it was basically you, back you, in the days. The sun was always invading. Yeah, uh, they were always invading the page three girls and stuff like that. But this yeah. was something to do with um, the whole idea of the old um, the apples being dropped because they were having some dispute about fucking apples and they wouldn't allow English coxes to be sent yeah. over. And somebody and it was all going really well to the point where they'd hired a plane. They were going to drop them all out of the plane until somebody pointed out that actually you might kill people with mm. them because you're dropping them from fucking ten thousand feet onto the streets of yeah. Paris. Yeah, exactly people, right. They're all going to die. Yeah, oh, fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking kill Christ, a load of people. Really? And nobody yeah. thought. And it go really well. We killed seventeen yeah, people. Absolutely. But right. those newspaper ideas, uh, you know, when you get to be a newspaper executive and people are putting ideas to you, you must really, really think them through. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you a story way back when. Uh, when I was first uh, on Fleet Street on the Sunday People, a woman called Ellen Petrie that went on to marry Derek Jameson. Oh, yeah. So she was a reporter and uh, on the People, and they had this idea that it was... It was a good idea in a way, but you have to be careful with these things. Uh, and it was leap year, so mm. the one day of the year when women can propose to Temporary men. 29, yeah. So she was given the task, find yourself uh, you know, five or six powerful men and work out a way where you can go and confront them and say, would you marry me? Right. 
And uh, one of them, so she came up with one of the uh, uh, victims or the subjects of her piece was to be Prince Charles. So she found out where he was going to open some library or somewhere. <laughs> There's a the big crowd there. And he comes to sort of shake a few hands and say hello to the crowd. And uh, she leapt out from the crowd on past the security barriers bar and just about said, Prince Charles, would you marry me to... And at that point, uh, 17 uh, security <laughs> coppers burst on top of her. The there were guns squad. drawn. Oh, God. <laughs> she was arrested, taken to the fucking news editor going, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, nobody actually thought of that. I didn't actually think... No, 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 you've got going. to think it, these things yeah. through. Because loads and loads of papers yeah. have great well, we'll ideas. We'll do lots of these kind of stories, I think, over time, because a lot of people have said that we should do two a week of these, and we're going to try... Um, and, oh, I got uh, another great fucking yeah, shit idea. <laughs> shit idea that didn't work out. This is uh, back uh, when the Yorkshire Ripper had not yet been caught. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, again, this is on the Sunday People. And in those days, that paper was selling four million. It was a proper paper. Four proper million Sunday copies paper, a week. Big, big operation. Was Laurie Manifold there? In yeah, those he days? worked there. Because I knew yeah. a guy that worked for him. The editor then was a guy called uh, Jeff Pinnington, who used to yeah. be on the Mirror. And it was a very successful paper, loads of money. And uh, the well, York... when you sell four million copies, yeah, you yeah, tend yeah. to have quite well, a lot they, of cash. Well, we were they were buying, yeah. fucking, we were buying stories every week for fifty grand, hundred yeah. grand. It was all court case buy ups yeah. and everything. Right. Yeah, I, I used to go down to courtrooms and to get that, get all the barristers of people and say, oh, "We'd like to buy your client," and they go, uh, "Well, I'm not sure in the market." I said, "Well." Uh, put it this way, uh, why don't you uh, tell her there's 50 grand in it and maybe you could just say 45, you know what I mean? Yeah. You keep the, oh, right, I'll, right, I'll be with you. She get Every time, <laughs> every time. Uh, those lovely ethical uh, barristers. Yeah, barristers, uh, you can always put a fiver in their back pocket. Anyway, oh. so uh, they have this idea because the uh, Yorkshire Ripper is, is, is still, they, they haven't caught him, you know, and this terrible scourge up mm. in Bradford wasn't it in Leeds and around there uh, so um, they, they had this uh, reporter bloody good reporter but a hell of a piss artist called Sean Davis oh yeah uh, and she was just notorious drunk always pissed as a rat down in the stab and all that and uh, so one of the executives in conference said, <laughs> said to her said right a great idea we're going to send Sean Davis up to Bradford you know Say, our girl, our girl walks the streets of fear. Oh, for God's sake! And, and one of the other executives said, "Is that fair to the Ripper?" <laughs> <laughs>And of course, a lot of people don't understand the black humour of the newsroom. By the way, can I just mention, before we talk about holidays, this just came to my attention, which I should have spotted earlier. Have you seen the fucking story from the BBC this week about the salary cuts that have been Yeah, taken? yeah, yeah. Saving... So, should we give a special mention to Zoe Ball, right? Yeah. Who's apparently taken a voluntary pay cut of... Three hundred and uh, three hundred and eighty thousand pounds, which will take her down to a million. Or yeah, something. takes her down to uh, something more approaching nine hundred eighty grand. Yeah, and but fucking get, Christ alive! And, th and the reason they gave her a pay rise last time round was uh, so that she could earn more than Gary Lineker. Yes. And so they looked like more of a kind of inclusive organisation right. where women can earn the big bucks. Anyway, but she's now got... now afraid that's backfired It's backfired. He's now top earner again on 1.36, It's unbelievable, though, isn't it? He's, uh, still, he's still on 1.36 million yeah. a year. Yeah. And uh, this is comes in the same week that they spent 50 grand 
uh, not redesigning their right. logo. That's another thing that fucking pissed me off, right? Because all these wankers were sort of defending the BBC, going, oh, look, the right wing is having to go at the BBC because they want it shut down. Well, uh, and they didn't deny the fact that it was costing 50 fucking grand. What, they, what they'd liked was the fact that this was the beginning and the end of a long process by which the uh, BBC has had to change the font because it cost it lots of money to keep the old font. I'm going... Keep the old... It doesn't look any it fucking different. It looks exactly the same. They just spaced it out a bit. So that's saving money BBC style. Yes. You know, oh, we've taken... Spend 10, 50 grand. We can't, we've taken 10% off some of the uh, bigger earning stars. Oh, we just wasted 50 grand on but this absolute pile taking of shit. A Those people have got no financial acumen no. whatsoever because they don't have the... Fi- they don't have the commercial no. imperative. £380,000 pay cut. Yeah. I mean... 3.5 billion quid a year we give that incredible. out. Incredible. Fucking unbelievable. Fucking, well, I don't want the BBC to end. I just want it to pay for itself. Well, I just want it to be more fucking responsible. But I want it to be a commercial outfit. Yeah. Pay for yourself. Make programmes people want to make, watch and make money out of it. Yeah. Which like, should be not that difficult. Yeah. And we uh, do, by we the do way... happen to be in the centre of one of the greatest creative yeah. countries in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got some great actors. We've got some fantastic journalists. We've got some really good fucking musicians. Uh, Why the fuck yeah. are they making such and, a and dog's arse of it? And if the BBC doesn't like the idea of paying for itself, it better fucking well get used to it because it's going to fucking yeah. have to pretty soon. Absolutely right. Now, since you're technically away on holiday, um, I thought I'd ask you about some uh, funny holiday experiences that you might have had because people will be looking forward to hearing some of those. Yeah, well, uh, ahead of my no doubt dreadful experiences in the West Country, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you that this is the worst holiday nightmare I ever had. I was with my uh, wife, Henrietta, and we went to Morocco and we went to Marrakesh, yeah, stayed yeah. there for a week, and then we got a car and we drove down towards the Sahara mm. across the Atlas Mountains. Okay. Uh, and the further south you get, it, so if you're in Marrakesh, or Casablanca, mm. or certainly up in Tangier around there. This is the sort of sophisticated north. Yeah. And the restaurants and the riads are bloody amazing. Mm. You know, real luxury. Mm. Food's fantastic. Uh, you know, so it's not much of a culture shock, except it's suddenly you're like in a kind of very exotic kind of Arab land. Yeah. But it's very it's luxurious. Like road. Yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not that exotic. No. Uh, anyway. So as you drive south, it gets more and more third world. Okay. Although you're not allowed to say third world. No, developing, developing country. Developing world. Third world yeah. it is. Then yeah. uh, the more third world, it gets more and more third worldy. The food gets a bit shit, and right. the hotels are crap, and so on and so forth. But is that a place where you see the goats in the trees? You fuck, uh, well, no, that's a place called uh, Essaria. That's okay. over on the west coast. Right. Uh, that's where uh, Jimi Hendrix was inspired to make Castles in the Sky. Oh, really? You can see this castle down the beach and there's this mist. Okay. And it looks like the castles in the sky. Mm. So Bob Dylan, uh, Hendrix, all that used to go. Right. Sorry, is great. Uh, but well, no, we were going south, right? Yeah. And so we ended up in this town called Wazazat. Right? Wazazat. Wazazat. Uh, and it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it really is like, fucking hell, right. man. You know, tribland kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But we got a quite we got quite a nice hotel uh, with the swimming pool and all that. Food wasn't very good, but it was relatively mm. sort of two starish, right. uh, which is better than most around there. Anyway, it was you know the weather's like fucking boiling, so 
the sun's just coming down. I said to Henry, oh, there's a sort of souk market down there. Why don't we go for a lovely early evening stroll? Yeah. And she said, yeah, and the streets are sort of teeming mm. and there's markets and, yeah, it's quite nice and atmospheric. Yes. And very well, it's of, nice when you go somewhere where you know you're in a different culture. Yeah, very, very right? different culture. Very African, Moroccan, you know. Uh, anyway, so we're walking down this pavement. And uh, it's like, oh, look at that. Oh, look, look what they're selling there. And they said, oh, yeah, look, we've got to go and get some of those amazing figs and uh, dates that they're mm. selling. There. And so we're walking along the two of us, and suddenly I, I just hear this boom. And, uh, and I'm sort of, suddenly I'm walking completely on my own. Right. And I look to my uh, left where my wife had just been. And you know those paving stones that they put down, and they have those iron sort of sort of little holders. Oh yeah, uh, that's what they use to place paving stones. Yes. Well, in places like Morocco, they don't. You're supposed to pull them out after, but they don't bother. Right. So the pavements are full of all these fucking sort of booby traps. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So she wasn't watching. <laughs> so she puts her foot into right. one of them, goes down like a fucking Oi. stack of cars, like God, a bomb, and puts both her fucking arms out right. and, and I pull her up and she, uh, she goes oh I go you're alright she said yeah I think so I th yeah I think I'm okay and, and we carried on walking for a bit and then she says Christ my fucking arms don't hurt half her. <laughs> anyway to cut a long story short she put both her arms right. out to break her fall and broke them both. Hey, what wrists right. or arms? The whole arms. Oh god. So so we had this fucking one night hell. in the hotel where she you know, was in agony. Mm. So I go down the hotel and say, I've got to get some strong painkillers. Yeah. I'm a doctor. Oh, well, you know, the, the manager goes, you won't get any doctors right. here. He said, I said, well, where's the local hospital? He said, we haven't got one. <laughs> I said, well, that's good. Uh, she said, he said, the best uh, the best you can do in Morocco is uh, soluble disprins. Yeah. I said, can't do any better than that? He said, no, that's all you can get in Morocco. So I get a load of solid... I'm sure that's not entirely true. Well, there are other things which you could have yeah, used but, to you dull know, the pain. You, you can't start taking drugs for a broken arm. <laughs> not very good Smoke idea. Smoke a, yeah. a joint or something. Anyway, so uh, so she's got, so we get up early in the morning, by which time she's in fucking agony. Okay, I said, so will you stop moaning? Mm, yeah. I don't have a fucking holiday. For God's sake, for woman. You. I said, you're you know, ruining my I'm fucking... I'm sure you're having a backbone. I'm, I'm, you're sake. ruining my holiday. Uh, anyway, uh, so... <laughs> So to drive her across, girl. Yeah, to no, drive her across the, so the, 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 the manager said, I said, where's the nearest hospital? He said, he said just get her back to Marrakesh. Mm. He said, don't stop anywhere else. Right. Uh, he said, all the other hospitals will be shit. <laughs> so, I, so halfway back, I have to stop and stock up with more uh, soluble disciplines in yeah. these really weird hill villages in the middle of the Atlas Mountains. Right. And she's going, and what Ooh. do they speak there? Is it French? Well, yes, it's sweet, but French. they've also got an Arab language yeah. as well. So right. it's this kind of weird hybrid language. I mean, they're actually very nice people, mm. very hospitable. Yeah, yeah. And they couldn't do enough for you. Please, please have the have these disciplines, lots of disciplines, yeah. you know. I said, well, it's not really the standard treatment no, for two broken, broken arms. arms. Yeah. So she's knocking these back. I says, how are the disciplines work? And she said, not too good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to be for slight headaches. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, right. I get her back to Marrakesh and we uh, found this sort of rehab we were staying at and I said to the guy, you know, I've got to get her into it. He said, well, you need to go to the American hospital. So I take her straight to the American yeah. hospital, which compared with... Uh, elsewhere in Morocco was a kind of jet set place but it was still a shithole and uh, <laughs> so, the t so this doctor comes out and I goes you've got to do something more he said 
And he said, we must drain the blood. I said, what are you talking about drain the blood? She needs like a plaster yeah, cast right. or something. No, 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 drain the blood. Right. And uh, so what it is a technique, apparently. You drain all the blood right. from the arm. Okay. And that encourages the bones to start setting. Okay. So they did all that. Uh, and so Henrietta's going, and said, no. So Henrietta's going, so how much said, blood did they yeah, drain well, out of it? Well, I don't, it's just quite a lot. Right. Uh, and so I, I sort of looked it up on the computer, on my phone to see if it was a technique. Mm. And it was. Yeah. I said, well, they do do it. And so Henrietta's going, I'm not sure about this. Uh, and so I said to this doctor, I said, can't you do something else? <laughs> you know, can't you get a, put a fucking plaster on or right. something? You know, like they do in the West and right. all that. And he got, then he got all pissed off because he's acting like I'm treating him like a yeah. third world backward dog. Yeah. Please, this is the technique. If you don't like it, leave. And I'm going. Thanks a lot. So, That's even so, worse than the NHS. So I have, to go, I have to go, Henrietta, I think you better do it. She goes, okay, okay. And so she has it done. Oh, girl. And then they put all these, they sort of put two slings on mm. her arm. So she goes back. She's got no ability to uh, move at all. So Carly will eat. Yeah, she can't eat nothing. Presumably. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, now you've had all that done, you stop moaning and I'll get on the holiday. But right. uh, I'll go, we I'll only go had a couple, couple more nights to go and she said, can't we go back early? That's I awful, said, no, it? it'll cost too much money. <laughs> so did she have, end up having to get it fixed back uh, in Well, the, So we did two more nights and they gave us some decent painkillers so it wasn't too right. bad after that. That's horrendous though. Uh, and then we flew back and she went straight to... Uh, uh, St Mary's Hospital yeah. uh, to see uh, some you know top British doctors, and uh, they the doctor said, "Well, what what they've done is he said it's a, something that uh, we stopped doing here about ten years ago, right. but it's a it's a valid technique." Well, it's those le- leeches. I mean, um, you go to some places they put leeches on you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, all that shit. Anyway, so uh, uh, so they they said, "We'll leave it like that mm. now." Um, and f- but for a long time after that, the, the, the doctor said, "Your pro- your arms are probably going to be bent." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not bent arms. Bent arms. Yeah. Uh, I have to check their arms out the next time I see it. Uh, but it, but and they were a bit, and they but they kept sort of giving us straightening splints and things Dear like me. that. And over the period of about a year, that's they a gradually... really bad injury. Yeah, though, yeah. It must have taken a long time for her to recover. Yeah, it was a, it was a one place where you don't want to break two arms. Yeah, I'll absolutely. Tell you, fucking yeah. bad. Yeah, funnily enough, talking about holidays, I was going to mention the. Um, do you remember that time we went to um, the south of France for Tim and Wendy's Oh, yeah, party? yeah, yeah. And we stayed in a hotel. I don't know whether you stayed in the same one. Remember, you, you guys had lunch with us? Yeah, of course. Um, the day before the sort of the big party. Mm. And we stayed in this hotel, which was run by this slightly eccentric Frenchman. And I became obsessed because um, we went to the party, and my sister was there and her husband at the time. And it was about time we decided to try and leave. We couldn't get taxis for some fucking reason. Yeah. It was quite a long way back. And instead of the um, uh, uh, the local taxi company being helpful, they were completely unfucking helpful because it was south of France and we were British, right? So I remember ringing the hotel to get this guy to see if he could organise some taxis for us. And he refused. Point blank fucking refused. No, this is not what they do. I said, well, look, we're staying in your hotel. There's about 10 of us. French we're giving service. you a lot of fucking money. Would you mind ordering us some fucking taxis? You fucking in the belly. This time I was quite pissed. I was, you fucking French prick, you know. Yeah, no, you just did lunch with me. <laughs> and of course, yeah, no, this was this was after the party. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so we eventually somehow managed to get back, right? And we got back, and it was like after midnight, and everybody started arriving in dribs and drabs, and the bar was shut, right, in this hotel. So we kind of f- somehow managed to rouse this guy out of whatever slumber he was in. Mm-hmm. And we said, can we have the bar open, please? No, you're going to have to have the bar open. 
And uh, we said, well, we, we, you know, we'll put it on an honor bar system if you want. You don't have to serve us, but we just want to be able to have a drink. And it just sort of escalated into this ridiculous row where he basically said, is you English, all you want to do is drink. And I'm like, well, what's wrong yeah. And you want to fucking sell it to us? That would be fine. <laughs> and um, eventually it sort of completely dissolved and, and disintegrated into a shouting match where I was literally shouting, yeah, fucking remember Ajin Kaur, you fucking wanker, you know. And he was going, you fucking stinking Cowards. English, you fucking stinking. Cowards. It was so funny. Yeah, useless course, in a war. We all woke up in the morning and it was all a bit kind of like, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a bit awkward. But, I mean, it's fucking hilarious. Some of the stuff that happens on holiday. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. we may have to do one of these again because we've barely, we've barely told any um, any actual holiday stories, and it's nearly time uh, for us to stop. Uh, yeah, and we're doing a podcast. Well, the yeah. podcast by now has been done. By the time you listen to this, we've already done that. We don't know yet whether it's I'm mentally preparing going to be it. out. But I mentally, want the listeners to know I'm mentally mentally prepared for it because we will be doing it very very soon, and we hope to do more of them as well. Indeed. Which basically means Kevin and I drinking, swearing, yeah. um, and uh, in uh, on video. Yeah, but not to uh, undermine the entire operation. Me having to be slightly careful about drinking because I'm on the well, fucking air yeah. a little bit later. Maybe we'll get the wanking monkey on. <laughs> the wanking monkey. <laughs> I love that idea. That The wanking zoo. <laughs> Just an animal, just a fucking zoo full of animals masturbating. Right. It'd be tremendous. It'd Absolutely be brilliant. Right. Anyway, yeah. on that note, uh, we shall see you next week with the Thought Police. Fuck off. Yeah. Do you know, I've been getting a lot of pedantic bollocks from people uh, lately. Whenever I say the word staycation, they go, oh no, a staycation is when you stay at home. And it's fucking, no, it fucking rubbish. Isn't. That's fucking Do you get rubbish. this as well? I've had that row These fucking wankers, right? They're going, oh no, it means you're staying at home. No, it doesn't. It, it means you're staying, you're staying in Britain. Staying in Britain. Yeah, yeah, that's a staycation. So, I mean, I could go to Scotland and it's a staycation. Yeah, I right? agree with you. Does yeah, it, it do is. You, what happens if you get on a plane to go to Scotland? Is it still a staycation? Yes, it is. It's nothing yeah. to do with the mode of transport. No, no. It's What's to wrong do, with It's to do with staying in your home. Have you found? I mean, because this, this is like like me. You're relatively, I've had this round myself. Yeah, but like me, you're a relative sort of newcomer to radio in the sense that we used to be in newspapers. Mm. And in newspapers, we basically didn't give a fuck what people said or thought. We mm. just ran the paper the way we wanted to run it. Yeah. And people wrote in, and even people would ring up, go, I don't like what's on page one, fuck off. Yeah. And you didn't care. So she wasn't watching. So she puts her foot into one of them, goes down like a fucking Oi. stack of cars. Like God, my bomb. And puts both her fucking arms out. Right. And, and I pull her up. She, uh, she goes, oh, I go, are you all right? She said, yeah, I think so. I th- yeah, I think I'm okay. And, and we carried on walking for a bit. And then she says, Christ, my fucking arms don't hurt. <laughs> anyway, to cut a long story short, she put both her arms right. out to break her fall and broke them both. What, wrist right. or arms? The whole arms. Oh, God. So, so we had this fucking one night hell. in the hotel where she you know, was in agony. Mm. So I go down the hotel and think, I've got to get some strong painkillers. Yeah. Doctor, oh, well, you know, the, the manager goes, you won't get any doctors right. here. He said, I said, well, where's the local hospital? He said, we haven't got one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Do you know, we used to have a guy that worked at the, uh, at the Express um, who was called Charlie Uncle. Um, because he was such a cunt, right? That that's what everybody just... It was Charlie Uncle November Tango was his fucking nickname. <laughs>